Are you ready? Stock is off of the back iron, no good. Rebound, he sings high. Locked with the ball in the fourth court. Comes to Donovan for three. Oh, he hits it! He hits it! Aaron Donovan hits a three-pointer that gives the Tigers the win! Check. Uh, air it out again down the far side. That ball is going to be caught at the 50-yard line. Off to the races, 40. He's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, St. Cecilia. Streaming now on ExtremeSports.com and on the Extreme Sports app. Extreme Sports and the Hastings Tribune presents the Triblin' Tailgate Talk Show with your hosts, Mike, Marcus, Will, and Nick. And hi again, everybody, and welcome to the Tribune Tailgate Talk Show. We are live tonight at the Eagles Club. We're in downtown Hastings, going to be talking uh, sports for the uh, next hour or so. So come on out if you're in the area. Stop on by. The uh, Cornhole Tournament is going to be going on tonight here at the Eagles Club. At 7, we'll have uh, some food. And, of course, all your favorite beverages are readily available here tonight at the Eagles Club in downtown Hastings. Will Reynolds, Nick Blasnick, Marcus Metcalf going to join us as uh, we talk sports for another week. And uh, once again, guys, good evening and uh, welcome to the Eagles Club. Huh? A little earlier uh, in the week than we than we usually are at, but uh, Monday night show tonight because of state volleyball. So good to be at the Eagles Club. My second time ever in this establishment. I think the first time I came here was for uh, some sort of scavenger hunt with like Alcoholic beverages involved, and we had to go upstairs here and find a photo on the wall. I don't know. It was well, a- as long as there was alcoholic beverages involved, it's got to be a good event, and that's uh, what we got here tonight. So come on down and uh, say hi. We're right in downtown Hastings. Uh, Nick uh, and you guys uh, talk about uh, some of the things that we've been uh, covering. It's been kind of a, a busy week here the last week or so. It has been, yeah. We're in the full postseason mood, a mode, I guess, uh, for the fall, you know, with uh, volleyball. Now we're, we have our state uh, tournament matchups, and so that's, we're going to dive into that a little bit. We've had two rounds of eight-man football playoffs and now one full round of 11-man, and so there's been a lot of stuff going on, and it's, it's pretty entertaining. I'd say it's been pretty busy for us the last, I'd say, this whole fall long, guys, and it's getting down to the nitty-gritty here because you know it's starting to get cold out. It's, getting, it's turning into state playoff weather, and we're in it for the long haul now before uh, winter season, has, and that's coming right around the corner soon here too. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, state volleyball, which gets underway on Wednesday down in Lincoln. A lot of the area teams uh, were beat out in uh, district play here, and so we're going to have a, just a, a a few handful of teams from the area in the state volleyball tournament. Libby Lohman, by the way, from Adams Central, the head volleyball coach, uh, for the Patriots, is expected to stop on by later on. She put a, a recap on uh, her season. They fell uh, just short of the uh, state tournament, so we'll talk to her here in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, well, you and I, we were both uh, over in Seward the other night. We were talking about the, the cold weather starting to, to set in, and it's uh, state football playoff time. You and I were both in Seward uh, the other night on Friday. Uh, the Hastings High victory over the Blue Jays, that was good. The weather was not so good. I, I wimped out at halftime. Yeah, I, you I, did. You, you wimpy. You came up into the press box with me. I tried to, to tough it out, but uh, you know, hand warmers and, and everything else wasn't doing the trick for me. I put on layers. I had leggings on. I had all that stuff. I just... I couldn't do it, so I had, uh, had to join you and Jimmy Purcell in the press box, and, and it was nice, nice and warm up there. Talk about uh, the Tigers. I was really impressed by what Hastings High uh, got done against Seward. They'll move on to play Waverly on a Friday night, which will be a tough, tough task for the Tigers. They're like the number two seed, but uh, the ball game against Seward, they were very good. I was impressed. I hadn't watched a Hastings game maybe in a year or two. Um, you know, usually travel around to the eight-man and six-man games and things like that, and uh, Hastings was impressive. I know they've kind of had a, a journey of a season. They had to kind of win to get in. They, they've been playing hot ball the last few weeks here, but 
um, yeah, what is it, three in a row for the Tigers, and yeah, 35 to six. Um, I was I was impressed with the running game, which which you know that was a big emphasis I think this week or this last week against Seward. Uh, Cooper Cole was huge for them. 19 carries for 121 yards and three touchdowns is what I had him for. He was just a load in that second half, just you know chunk yards, six, seven, eight yards a carry, and then uh, you had a couple of long bombs from uh from tucker cynic at quarterback he was 18 for 23 i'll just miss five passes and uh 257 yards and two touchdowns uh including that 57 yarder to to start the game so uh, probably a nice start for your broadcast that night yeah that was the third play from the line of scrimmage and the tigers stick it in the end zone we'll take the fast starts hastings high has not been known to get up to the fast starts this year that was a good start and they just rolled again they beat uh, seward the other night 35 to 6, so the Tigers will move on to play Waverly. Uh, Nick, you were over at the uh, Adam Central Aurora ball game. Uh, kind of a surprising deal here. The Patriots, for the second time this season, uh, beat the Aurora Huskies. Yeah, I had actually picked against them last week, and so I got to meet Josh Lewis with that uh, <laughs> grin on his face after the game. But uh, no, it was an amazing game. Uh, the defense was so incredible against Aurora, they totally shut them down. And my favorite part of it was uh, Caleb Wallmeyer. He had missed the extra point on Adam Central's first drive that went for a touchdown. And after Aurora scored their only touchdown to go up 7-6, to six, Josh Lewis still put that trust in Wallmeyer to hit this 42-yard field goal in this icy conditions. And, I mean, it was a really cool moment. It was one of those where you felt like this is going to have a big impact on the game. And it was in the second quarter and it was the last point scored. So, I mean, ultimately the game winner and it was just really awesome to see that from him and the coach and the trust that they had. And then just the defense, I mean, the relentlessness to go at these Huskies and take care of business. We've talked about the defense leading Adam Central for years now. I mean, uh, they've played very well and they've been the staple this year and it happened again. Uh, I mean, they're just looking really good. I think I was on the Huskies as well last week, so we'll get to how we did, and some of us uh, didn't perform too well in the uh, Tribune uh, contest uh, prediction stuff, but <clears throat> I was uh, I was on the Huskies as well. I was really surprised that the uh, Patriots were able to beat uh, Aurora for the uh, second time this season. Marcus, did you take the weekend off, or what did you do last weekend? No, I was down at Sandy Creek on Friday night with their matchup against Weeping Water, and Sandy Creek had to earn it because... Weeping Water came out first drive of the game, punched them right in the mouth. I mean, they went they went 19 plays on the opening drive, almost took the entire first quarter. I think there's like 21 seconds left to go up uh, six nothing. But Sandy Creek um, answered right back right away with I think it was like four or five plays drive and scored and went down the field 50 some yards and and they held on to the end because Weeping Water scored with two minutes to go, made it 22-20 and they needed the two point conversion and. They had the perfect play set up, and the kid just flat-out dropped it. And so it was 22-20. Sandy Creek needed just one first down on the next drive to ice it, and, and they did. And so uh, congrats to the Cougars. Coach Kuda knew that you know what Weeping Water was going to do. They were really heavy running the football and mixing some pass here and there. But his um, he kicked, I keep hearing his tell him to his team that, you guys are still in this. We're still in this. We're all right. We're all right. But they, they were, they're more than all right because they came away with the 22-20 victory, and now they got to play uh, Cross County this coming Friday, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, the uh, matchups uh, for Friday night uh, in the next round of the playoffs, Grand Island, they're going to be playing uh, Millard West in uh, Class A. Of course, Grand Island knocked off Carney in the opening round by a score of 29-19. Told you that Hastings High, they'll play until Waverly. Waverly picked up a win over Ralston. In the opening round, 42 to nothing. While the Tigers, they beat uh, Seward 35 to six. Adam Central will move on to play Ashland Greenwood on Friday night. Ashland Greenwood picking up a 53 to 14 win over Shadron in the opening round. Carney Catholic, they'll be moving on. They'll play uh, Friday night against Norfolk Catholic. Carney Catholic picked up a win over Battle Creek in the opening round, 31-15. Our friends down in Geneva, they continue to win. Fulmore Central, they picked up a 16-6 win over Weber Claytonia. They're going to play Malcolm on Friday night. Maybe the the one game that uh, really surprised me in the opening round was uh, Utan coming to town and beating Hastings St. Josiah, not just uh, beating the Hawks, they uh, they rolled forty two to six 
what have we been hearing out of this ball game? I didn't get a chance to see it, obviously, because we were in Seward. But really surprising, 42-6 to Seward. Rather, uh, UTAN comes to town and knocks off a St. Cecilia in the opening round. I just heard UTAN was big, and, and we talked about how St. Cecilia was injured. Didn't have, you know, Jensen Anderson, which is a big big playmaker that they were, they were lacking offensively. And um, I, think, I think that had a big part of it. But, you know, from what I heard from Clint Head, he just was expecting his team to to be more physical and play a, a tougher, grittier game, and, and UTAN didn't allow them to do that. UTAN just ran all over them and, and uh, obviously put up a big score and, and a beating here in, in Hastings. Yeah, UTAN is going to move on. They'll play at Oakland Craig on Friday night. Class D1, you've got Sandy Creek, as we mentioned. They're going to be playing uh, Cross County and Exeter Milligan Friend. They're still alive. They're going to play at North Platte St. Pat's on Friday night. Exeter Milligan Friend. Uh, knocking off Shelby Rising City uh, the other night by a score of 26 to nothing. In uh, Class D2, we really don't have anybody uh, uh, going on to the next round, so you can just kind of zero out D2 guys. You can just kind of cross them off. Uh, the six-man ranks, we've got uh, Wilcox Hildreth still going as uh, they picked up a win 39-21 to over Garden County. They're going to be playing down at Pawnee City. On the Friday night. So the next round of the state high school football playoffs will be uh, Friday night. Again, uh, locally, you've got Adam Central on the road playing at Ashland Greenwood. Hastings High will be just up the road playing uh, Waverly. Both of those ball games get underway at uh, 7 o'clock on the Friday night, and the winners obviously will uh, move on. So that's uh, what's going on in the state high school football playoffs for this week. We had some uh, standout performances we want to bring up here on our a Tribune tailgate talk show here. You guys have uh, seen some good performances. We mentioned uh, Sandy Creek. We mentioned uh, a couple of other games as well. What about the uh, stand-up, uh, standout performances for this week? Yeah, you mentioned the Exeter Milligan friend game, uh, them moving on. Uh, Brecken Schluter, just again, you know, he's their rock right now, the last couple seasons. And, I mean, he rushed for 234 yards, four touchdowns in the 26 to nothing win uh, over Shelby Rising City. Now, I mean, they've got a tough one coming up. They're going to be hitting the road. Exeter Milligan Friend is, will play number two, North Platte St. Patrick's, unbeaten on the year, coming off a 39 to nothing win in the first round, or sorry, second round for eight man. But uh, it's going to be a pretty good matchup. And uh, I know a lot of people are talking about St. Pat's and them kind of being, you know, one of the teams to watch for, you know, being one of the favorites. But uh, Exeter Milligan's going to give him give him a tough go. Uh, Schluter, I mean, he's just so hard to stop. I know Will's seen him a few times, and uh, he's just putting up numbers, and uh, he's, a, he's a rock for him. That kid's a load. Um, I I was, you know, at their game, their first-round game against Pender, and I showed up on the, on the Pender sideline, and a couple of Pender parents were just, you know, thinking, oh, man, why can't our kids tackle this, you know, this kid? But every time he just falls forward, and it's it's never, you know, him taking the beating. It's always him, you know, dishing it out. So just a really impressive running back uh, for, for Exeter Milligan. And that's kind of how Tyson Denkert was for, for Kennesaw. That's my, my standout performance this year or uh, this week. Uh, the Kennesaw grad, uh, you know, led the team to the state uh, state championship in 2021, and he's the GPAC Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, do I steal your, your mojo, Mike? Or I, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, we got to worry about Tyson Dinkert Saturday yeah. when uh, Hastings plays Midland. He's playing up there at uh, Midland University, so he's got to come down here and, and prove his prove his stance with the uh, the Warriors. But uh, yeah, he had a he had a ninety what ninety one kick kickoff return for a touchdown on Saturday uh, in a double overtime win against Concordia. And uh, obviously Hastings fell to Concordia, but um, yeah, we'll see what Midland can do this week. You know, Kennesaw, uh, excuse me, Midland has been uh, been impressive, and and the Kennesaw product has been a big part of that. Again, you're listening to the uh, Tribune uh, Tailgate Talk Show. We are live tonight at the Eagles Club in downtown Hastings. That's at 107 North Denver. Uh, they've got cornhole going on tonight. They're throwing bags here tonight. Uh, so come on in. you still got the time to get signed up for that. They do this uh, every Monday night here at the Eagles Club. The sign-ups anytime between 6 and about uh, 6.50 or so. The bags start flying at uh, 7 o'clock. It's uh, $5 per person. So if you're looking for something to do during these uh, cold winter uh, months coming up here, they've got uh, cornhole each and every uh, Monday here at the Eagles Club. Again, all the action. The bags start flying at uh, 7 o'clock on Mondays. I see uh, tomorrow night is bingo here at the uh, Eagles Club. 7 o'clock starting time for uh, bingo. 
The grill is going to be on from 5.30 until 7 tomorrow night. They've also got uh, Texas Hold'em. Then on uh, Friday, I see a chicken fried steak. They've always got a great meal on the Fridays here at the Eagles Club, and uh, Friday is no exception. They've got a chicken fried steak. They're going to have a four-point pitch going as well. They've got big screens TV, a uh, big screen TVs here at the Eagles Club as well. So you can watch the uh, Husker volleyball game against uh, Penn State here at the Eagles on uh, Friday night. And, of course, uh, the Nebraska uh, football team will play Michigan. They will be in action at 11 o'clock on Saturday. You can watch that here. Plus, there's a Kino here at the Eagles Club. So you can stop on in and uh, play some Kino. That's just some of the things coming up here at the Eagles Club in downtown Hastings. Again, we're at 107 North Denver in Hastings. A couple other things uh, going on we'll, we'll touch on here right quick, Hastings College uh, men's and women's basketball teams. They open the season on Saturday. Women's team, uh, they uh, won over Friends 73-47. The men's team picked up a win over Sterling 82-75. Hastings College women's soccer team, they beat Harris Stowe in their final uh, regular season match of the year, 4-2 on Saturday. They'll move on to play in the uh, GPAC quarterfinals uh, on Thursday. 7 o'clock, they're going to take on Dakota Wesleyan, the Hastings College men. They will play at Morningside in the GPAC quarterfinals. That'll be on Wednesday up in Sioux City. Both games will get underway at uh, 7 o'clock. And the Hastings College volleyball team, they continue to struggle as they lost to Concordia on this Saturday over in Seward, 15 25, 20 25, 25 19, 23 uh, Seeley had a career high. 13 kills for the Broncos. Hastings now 8-16 in the season, 3-12 in the conference. They'll play host to the College of St. Mary's on the Halloween. A little spooky, a little spooky tomorrow night to play a Halloween volleyball tomorrow night at the uh, Osborne Sports Complex, Lynn Farrell Arena. So that's uh, some of the things that it's uh, going on. Uh, we'll roll on here. We've got uh, a celebrity picker for our, our Tribune picks. We're going to do this uh, on Monday tonight here at the Eagles Club. Normally, you don't howl me for my picks until about Wednesday, Will. So uh, I'm going to maybe take some take some tips from uh, our celebrity picker here tonight. Maybe help me out a little bit. Uh, the standings don't look good for yeah. you and I. The standings don't. Again, we're real happy that Laura Beam is in the contest. Yeah, but I, I told her tonight I wouldn't give her any any <laughs> flack for it. Uh, I was the one who had a, a pretty poor week, nine and four. Doesn't sound poor, but it is poor in my opinion when when three or four guys are going twelve and one. So uh, Marcus was one of them. Marcus was bragging all week last week. He's going thirteen and zero. What game did you lose, Marcus? Hastings High, Seward. I took Seward. You can't ever pick the Tigers. I, I, that's your that's your motto, right? <laughs> you went twelve and one last week. I did. What did I do? Did I do with a hoot? I think I was nine and four. I think I was nine and four again. I, I don't know. I'm I'm down there with you, so I gotta be. Yeah, you went eleven and two. I did. Uh, yeah, you moved up in the standings. You're at seventy six and forty two overall. Who am I chasing? Uh, you're chasing Mason uh, Kern of Local Four and Darren Fowler. Uh, oh, I can, a game back of those guys. I, I can beat them. Uh, nobody's catching Nick probably because uh, he's at eighty nine and twenty nine. So he's got a thirteen game lead on you and a fourteen game lead on me. Do I have thirteen games left? I'm just going. Uh, I'm just going to go opposite of what uh, Nick picks. You're going to have to in order to catch him, but you know, then you're going to lose some some obvious some obvious <laughs> wins. So it's uh, at this point in the season pretty impossible to uh, to play catch up. All right. So uh, again, we're at the uh, Tribune Tailgate Talk Show here tonight at the Eagles Club in downtown Hastings. Again, at 107 North Denver, they got pizza going tonight. So stop on in, grab some pizza, play some uh, cornhole. Gets underway here in uh, just a little bit. So. Are we ready for Jimmy yet? Jimmy Purcell from Extreme Sports. He's my he's my cohort when we uh, do uh, Bronco uh, football games on on Saturday and the high school stuff on uh, Friday night. We decided to bring him in as our our guest uh, predictor here for this week. You're number four, Jimmy. Don't you know how to run this? This is the, the same stuff. Well, that I- I'm usually two. Yeah, I'm, usually. I'm usually in the two hole, but uh, I'm not tonight. Yeah, you're up. You're in the four hole tonight. I'm in the four hole tonight, so all right. I was gonna I was gonna judge you for no notebook, but you got a little oh, little slip here. Listen, now. listen. When you have a full time job and you've only got limited time, 
when my boss, I know he, well, he might be listening. When you're driving a truck down the road and the road's not very busy, you pull a notepad out and you start making notes going down the road. I text Mike this morning and I said, do you got the picks? I thought he's going to hold out on me, but he didn't. He fired him right back to me pretty quick. So yeah, it was, uh, I, I thought he better have a little, uh, a little preview of the, the picks before he gets here. So yeah, at least he can scratch something out and sound a little bit intelligent on your picks here. <laughs> You don't think I sound intelligent anytime we do games? We, I tell you what, it's pretty sad when we uh, when we go do a game and we're not even on the interstate and we're pulling up the podcast already to go home to critique ourselves. We we we've got to find some lives. We we're too too hard on ourselves. But no, I've I've got to, I've got just some winners and then uh, I do have some notes. I do have some notes on here. So. We'll uh, we'll see how things There's go. There's actually a lot on that little piece of paper, and there I'm sure the rest is all up here. Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah, in that noggin, so. Absolutely, that's right. It's like a kid showing up for their final in science class, and they get one <laughs> note card, and it's just filled to the brim with all sorts of equations and stuff. You know what? now why I was the one that made the cheat sheets out in school when we were in high school? They said, here, Jimmy, you write small and neat. So I, I used to write in my hand a lot. My, you know, you put the, the answers on your hand, and you kind of sit there and go, Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I used to write in my hand on an awful well, lot. So. I used to make them a lot smaller than that to where you could just take it. If the teacher was coming around, you could put them in your mouth real quick. So, Did you charge for those when you were distributing them? I, no, because I was getting answers. I just had to do the writing. Fair enough. So, right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting a free grade. So. Stay in school, study kids. No, no, that's exactly right. None <laughs> of my teachers are still alive anyway. So. All right, so our celebrity picker tonight is uh, Jimmy Purcell, again from Extreme Sports. Uh, Will, you, you kind of railroad this through because you, you've got the picks and I haven't made my sheet out yet because you, you don't yell for those until about Wednesday. So I'm going to take all the advice I can from you guys here. I, you know, truthfully, I haven't made my picks yet either. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm the one that's running the show. So Nick's giving me a look. Darren, you know, already turned his picks in. Uh, Marcus turned his in. So uh, two, two of the four of us have, have done their, their duty here. Uh, so I'm flying off the you know, off the top as well. Uh, but we'll start with Ashlyn Greenwood. I want to hear what, what Jimmy has to say about that matchup. Well, we've got to see Adam Central a couple times this year, and, and uh, they've, they've struggled offensively a little bit. Defense has been playing pretty well. But, uh, you know, when you get into deeper into the playoffs and some of the same teams are there year in and year out, uh, Ashlyn Greenwood, Mike, and I was able to do a game up there it was a playoff game here a few years ago, I think two years ago, and and uh, Adam Central was handled pretty pretty easily up there. They're just they've got the players up there, they've got uh, a lot of talent. Um, you know, they're going to be a team I think that's going to be battling right down to the end to to try to get into the finals. So I, I know I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to make a lot of Hastings uh, people happy, but I'm I'm going to go with Greenwood. I think they've just got the the dudes to get the job done. Yeah, I agree with you. And, I mean, you mentioned the Adam Central offensive struggles. Uh, I mean, last game against Aurora, the game-winning field goal was set up by a fumble that was recovered at their own 20 – or at uh, Aurora's 25. And so, I mean, they didn't get a first down on that drive, but they were still close enough to kick the game-winning field goal. But they're going to need to pull something together on that side of the ball. Ashland Greenwood can score. Uh, obviously, they can play defense too, but I'm going with Ashland Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood scored uh, 53 points uh, in the first round game against uh, Shadron. I, I don't have to take any advice on this one. I'll take uh, Ashland Greenwood as well. I'm riding with the Blue Jays too. Uh, they got Dane Jacobson at quarterback. He's you know throwing for about 1,700 yards. They got Drake Zimmerman who's run for about that many. So um, you know, love the Patriots, love Adam Central and, and Josh Lewis and all he's done this year. But I think their road ends on Friday. All right, he sings high uh, just up the road from uh, Ashland Greenwood. They're going to be playing at uh, Waverly. That's the game uh, Jimmy, you and I will have on uh, Friday night on Extreme Sports beginning at uh, 7 o'clock. The Tigers coming up with a big win over uh, Seward the other night. Uh, can Charlie take the boys in the next round? I tell you what, as much as I would love to have Charlie take them to the next round, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, again, You've got another team up there around the Lincoln area, and it's starting to kind of get into that northeast part of the state type deal. But Waverly is loaded. They are a very, very good team. They've got a couple of D1 guys that are on their team um, playing at home. We did this game a few years ago, uh, Hastings High and, and Waverly, and it was uh, it was kind of a mismatch. And I know we will be treated with the utmost respect up there. We had a eight-foot table 
on the bleachers the last time we did a game. You you guaranteed me 60 degrees on Friday night. That's what the forecast is going well, for right now. It's not going to be 60 degrees at night, and if the wind's blowing, it's going to be chilly. Hopefully it won't be, but I still think Waverly's too much for Hastings. Uh, Charlie, you got to give him credit. He's had his guys. They, they started on a win-loss, win-loss type early season, and uh, they've kind of found their stride. And I, I tell you what, they, the game they played the other night in Seward – was probably the best the Tigers have looked in a lot of years that Mike and I have been doing football. They they just did everything. Will, you were there. But, uh, man, they, they did everything right against Seward, and, and you really can't pick apart anything that they really did wrong. They really did. And uh, Charlie and his coaching staff did a great job. They they had everybody playing. on. They, they were hitting on all cylinders. I thought Tucker Sinek looked a lot like Jarrett Sinek that night. I mean, yeah. he was slinging the ball around, and, and he was mobile, and he was just finding – you know, he found Keith and Krings nine times for 128 yards, I yeah. think. And, um, you know, I, I like what the Tigers did. Like you said, they, they had maybe their most complete game in a, in a long time, and um, Charlie has done a great job the last two years with this group. Obviously, it's tough when you're when – you're, last year when you're not – playoff eligible and you're playing for basically nothing and you're learning and you're growing and then this year they kind of parlay that into a few wins here late in the season especially um, but I'm on Waverly as well I think the Vikings are are too too big too powerful to to get past now we'll see how good Nick you on uh... Uh, I'm on Waverly this was by far the hardest game for me to pick I, I really think Hastings if they can run the ball which you said they did a good, good job of that last week uh, and that's the only time Waverly struggled which is a term used lightly because they haven't had many close games but I mean it was the run game that kind of kept the other team in it and so I think if Hastings can get that I mean it, I think it's going to be a fun game but uh, I'm still picking Waverly to win this one. Alright now we're going to see uh, how much homework you have done Jimmy as you, you drive down the street here. Uh, we've got uh, Malcolm playing at Fillmore Central. Our friends down there in Geneva, they've had a great year. Can they keep things rolling here? It's a Fillmore Central and Malcolm coming up on the Friday. Well, as you look through my picks, I really like the home teams, uh, as, as you'll figure that out here. I do have a, uh, a couple of visitors, but uh, what Fillmore Central has put together this year has been really something they have not had. They've kind of been cellar dwellers for a lot of years, and, and uh, ever since they've merged, when we played, it was just Geneva. Uh, when we played Third Central, it was just Hebron. Now they've got uh, kind of the conglomeration going with the two towns. But I like what Fillmore Central's doing. Uh, Malcolm, I, I looked for Malcolm, and, and I looked where they're at, because you got to know where they're from. If they were northeast part of the state, I probably would be on Malcolm, but they're not quite there. They're just northwest of Lincoln, not too far out of there, but I just think Fillmore Central is going to ride the momentum. I think they're going to get the job done down there. They've been playing extremely well all year long. Yeah, uh, the defense, especially for Fillmore Central, is what stands out for me. Wilbur Claytonia went into that playoff game winning four of five, averaging 42.5 points, and they just shut them down. And so I think this defense is stellar. I think the offense can run at will, and I think they're going to win against a tough Malcolm team that's had a really tough schedule. All right, I'll take your your picks under advisement uh, <laughs> for the next 48 hours. I'll take your picks under advisement. Uh, we've got Sandy Creek going at uh, Cross County this week. Jimmy. All right, I'm going to tell you something. I get to Cross County in my deliveries, and some of those kids in the ag department have come out and helped me unload steel. <laughs> you can't believe how big some of these kids are. And I said, obviously, you play football. Oh, yeah, football, and I wrestle. A couple kids play football, basketball, but they're farm kids. They're used to throwing the machinery around, the tractor tires, the bales, whatnot. They are huge. I love what Sandy Creek's done. You would love to see. They would be like a Cinderella story to get into a couple more rounds. I can remember again back in the day playing Sandy Creek in high school. Sandy Creek struggled uh, for so many years, and they've got uh, some good coaches in there. They've got a Shaw kid in there. Whenever you got uh, one of the one of the Shaws in there, I think that's Brian's boy, if I'm not mistaken, but a tremendous athlete. I just think that Cross County's too big, too powerful. They had a D1 kid come out of there last year. I think they got one or two up there now that are being looked at. But like I said, I've sized them up. They're huge. I give uh, Cross County the edge there. Uh, I think you're right on track. I mean, Sandy Creek, of the teams remaining in D1, they scored more points than any of those teams. But this Cross County team was four points behind them. And so, I mean, they can score. Like you said, they're big. They can stop anybody. And Sandy Creek coming off that tough, you know, tough two-point win, uh, I think Cross County at home is going to take it. I agree with you. 
Yeah, I was kind of, I, I like to say I was at maybe Cross County's coming out party in, I think it was 2019, they, they knocked off BDS in, uh, in the second round of the playoffs. I think it was the most cold I've ever been on a playoff, uh, during a playoff game. And there was, the heater went out on the sideline. It was, <laughs> I was you know, that's where I was standing. And of course it goes out and it was kind of symbolic of, of the Eagles uh, season that year. But yeah, uh, Cross County, that, I think that year was maybe their, their coming out party, their, their breakout into, into the, being the power that they are now. And they had Carter Seam there. I think he ran for 5,000-plus yards, was one of those guys. And, and they were just kind of running back uh, high school. They just they keep pounding those guys out. And, and I, I've got the Eagle or the Cross County yeah, Eagles, I think, is what they are. Uh, we've got, got, got them uh, this week. All right, Exeter Milligan friend is going to be playing at North Platte St. Pat's. Exeter Milligan friend picked up a win over Shelby Rising City in the opening round. North Platte St. Pat's knocking off a Clarkson Lee. James? North Platte St. Pat's traditionally has very, very strong athletes, very, very good football teams. We know that over the years. But not so fast. <laughs> I will take the visitor here. Uh-oh. Primarily... Because I'll guarantee you they haven't seen a running back as good as Brecken Schluter. I know Will was talking about him earlier. He is in the top five of the nation really? in total yards and touchdowns. Total yards at 21-19 on the season. TDs, 44 of them on the year. 44. So he's in the top five in the nation on a couple of categories. He's got some ties to my hometown. Superior? That is exactly right. So I've got to go with Exeter Milligan friend. A lot of friends from over in that area. I think they go out there and they shock North Platte St. Pat's. Man, uh, that's big. Is that uh, bold? That would be that would be awesome uh, for this area. We're rooting, you know, for Tribland. We like to see them succeed. I'm going with North. Platte. Oh, not so fast, <laughs> huh, Nick? Not so fast, indeed. But uh, I, I think they're going to need Brecken to do everything he can, and he will. But I think they're just going to be able to get past uh, Exeter Milligan friend in this one. North Platte St. Pat's still undefeated, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, they're, yeah, they're undefeated down the year. So. i got to correct myself. It's Cross County Cougars. I don't know where I got Eagles from. Apologies to the people in Stromsburg, but I <laughs> uh, just had to get that out there before I, you know, you know, get anybody texting me or anything. But Does that change your pick? No, no, I'm still going Cross County. Sorry, Andrew Cuda, you were my college baseball teammate. You know, love you, buddy, but got to go with the, uh, the Cougars. Uh, anyway, to this current pick, uh, I love EMF. I love what they're doing. They just pound the rock. Brecken Schluter, great kid, and they run him as hard as anybody I've ever seen run. Uh, I'm sticking with the Bobcats. I'm going EMF. I don't know much about North Platte St. Pat's. They don't have max prep stats up, so I'm going to go with our local team here. We're going to ride EMF until they're not alive anymore. All right, one of the other uh, local teams we'll see in action, Wilcox Hildreth. They're going to be playing down at Pawnee City, down in the corner, southeastern corner of the state, making a, a little road trip. Wilcox Hildreth and Pawnee City, James. Isn't Larry the cable guy from Pawnee City? I think he is. I think he is. So that's one reason that you have a hard time going against him. I, I have a hard time going against Wilcox Hildreth because that's where my better half's other daughter teaches at Wilcox Hildreth. Teaches uh, ag. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so Cassie's down there, but... She's uh, probably listening. If not, her mom is. I'll probably be in trouble tonight when I get home. But I've got to go with Pawnee City. They they look to be the more powerful team in this matchup. Pawnee City and C, they're, they're still undefeated on the year, yes. too. So. I was worried. I thought we were getting off track after last round, but I'm back with you. Pawnee okay, City. all right. <laughs> the Rittner boys, Gage and Graydon for Exer Milligan, they did it all last week. But I do think Pawnee City this year, or this week, it's going to be them. I'm just picking Pawnee City because I've seen them beat a bunch of teams around here, and I'm going with Pawnee City. I'm going with Pawnee City because Larry the Cable Guy was born. Well, I think so. that's where, yeah that, yeah. that was one thing I wanted to, to type in. I didn't get that done. He <laughs> I, is from there. Marcus is riding Will Hill. Yep. Marcus. He's going with the Falcons. All right. Oh boy. All right. All right, Grand Island picking up uh, the upset win in Class A over uh, Carney in the opening round. They're going to be uh, playing at uh, Millard West. On uh, Friday night, Millard West, they picked up a win over Millard North in the opening round. James, I know you have a lot of Class A knowledge here. Uh, who's your selection? Omaha kids are tough. Omaha kids are tough. And I would have bet most of the Millard West kids played at some other high school within the last couple of years with the way the transfer ha- happens up around that area. you got to love Jeff Tomlin. I tell you what, for what he has to deal with, he gets those kids playing tough 
each and every year. And it just, it's, you, you listen to coaches and they say it's next man up. That is literally the way Grand Island football is. They're tough. They're gritty. They go into Kearney. They get down, and then they come back. I think I, uh, they scored the last 17 points of the game to come back to beat the Bearcats. Brandon Cool, another great coach. He is cool. A couple of great coaches there, but Jeff Tomlin did a great job getting his team uh, over the, the Bearcats. But I just have a hard time going against uh, them teams in Omaha. I think Millard West is uh, another team that's uh, loaded, and I just think they're going to give Grand Island more than they handle. My heart wants to take Grand Island. Uh, I like an underdog, but i got to go Millard West. Uh, I think, like you said, the Omaha schools just have kind of that aura around them that they're going to win every game, and, and most often they do around schools from central Nebraska. So I'm going Millard West, or, yeah, excuse me, I'm going Millard West, and uh, Grand Island, good, good win last week, but can't, can't take you again. Yeah, upsets are fun, but if they don't come in pairs, it usually results in a pretty tough matchup for that uh, upset team. But uh, I'm, I agree with you. Millard West is who I'm going with. All right, got a couple of uh, college picks here. Jimmy, you and I will be uh, doing this game on uh, Saturday, Midland and Hastings at the Osborne Sports Complex. 1 o'clock starting time, by the way, 12 o'clock noon for the pregame show here on Extreme Sports. Hastings College, Midland, Saturday. Never thought that I'd be invited to Midland University tailgate parties. We were a year ago with the uh, emergence of Tyson Dinker, yeah. that little Kennesaw kid. Remember him that got away? I used to have a segment, the ones that got away. He was one of them. Anyway, uh, his uh, father, John Dinkert, over there at Kennesaw Motors, uh, we've become very good friends with uh, pickup purchases. But uh, he invited us over a year ago. He's invited us over this year. He said, We'll be able to put our differences aside until kickoff, and then he's got to be on the Midland side of things. Oh, he mixes up some uh, mean Bloody Marys. Oh, right? well, they got brisket. They're going to have bacon wrapped. I shouldn't even be telling we'll have oh, everybody yeah. over there, but <laughs> he's he, he sent me part of the menu today, and I says, I better just come I better come hungry because it sounds like a good deal. But yeah, everybody's going to Dinkert's uh, tailgate Dinkert's party. Tailgate. Just look for the Ford Raptor. He'll have that there. He's got the grill, the full It's incredible. But uh, Currently you know, changing my weekend. Yeah, I'm going to have the. I'm gonna have to stop. Guys, I'm gonna have to you guys, stay volleyball what, for this. You come and just hang on to my shirt tail. I'll take you right <laughs> over in the Midland section. But but anyway, no, uh, you know Tyson, what a uh, what a great kid. Uh, Ryan uh, back working over with his dad there at uh, Kennesaw Motors, and Ryan was a tremendous athlete when he was playing at Kennesaw, and and uh, but. Tyson, what more can you say? He's just a, so humble, so laid back. He He's not uh, one of these arrogant showman guys out there. He just goes and does his job. Offensive player in the G-Pack a week ago. He gets the special teams player of the week this week for Midland. He is a handful, punt returns, kickoff returns. He runs. He's in the backfield. He catches swing passes. I'll just get to your prediction, will you? Hastings College, Matt Franson. <laughs> Oh, reversing wow. course. Oh, all this love. He just had to do the, all the love so we can get into that tailgate. That's right. Then he flips the That's on right. Him. That's right. Going How can you go against so. Matt Franzen? <laughs> We've had our issues, but I just think at home, last home game of the season, before we travel to Doan, I think the, the I think the Broncos get it done. I, I say the Broncos get it done this week as well. Oh yeah! You said how can you go against Matt Franz and listen to this podcast and listen to all the things you just said before? <laughs> but I mean Midland's playing really well right now, and so I got to go with the Warriors. Uh, it's, it should be a fun one. I'm excited to see it, but uh, I'm going Midland. My trust in the Broncos it just. It's not there. It's like it's just like a depleting marriage. I graduated from there, <laughs> and they just have let me down continually. And you know, I took them at home last time. Uh, Concordia, you know, whooped the tails, and so I'm going with the fighting Tyson Denkerts. Uh, going with the Warriors. They they have a win over Dort, which is impressive. Dort came in here and kicked Hastings uh, to the ground, and uh, and uh, obviously a double overtime win last week for the Warriors too. So. They've had their ups and downs. They've kind of played to their level of their opponents. But uh, Hastings, I don't think, has played to a, a high level much this season. So I'm going with the Warriors. All right. So uh, a little split here. Hastings in uh, uh, Midland. Uh, Nebraska-Michigan State. All right, Will. So you want to talk about marriages of, that have gone bad? <laughs> this is the next game. Oh, boy. You, you know, you, you put a flag out front of your house every Saturday morning. You're looking so forward to the game and getting excited. And they fumble on the first play of the game. <laughs> they, the first question for Matt Rule today in his press conference was talking about the fumble on the first play of the game. It's just it's awful and how they have won these football games. But I'll give a lot of credit to the defense. 
They're playing a team in Michigan State that's hungry, which scares you a little bit. Oh, they stink. I, I know they do, but I, I still t- I'll take the Huskers. I'm going to hang with them. This game here gets them bowl eligible. Now, I was looking ahead. They're talking about something way out of what we have planned for. The, they're, if they would finish out the year, we're not going to Vegas to watch them play. Nope. We're going to have to go to Tennessee. Or the yeah, Music City Bowl Phoenix. is what they're, yeah. Or Phoenix or the Somewhere Citrus warm, Bowl or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Keep winning ugly. Big Red, keep winning ugly. They got a lot of young talent. You've seen that on the field with uh, a couple of the kids. Well, the two West Side kids, uh, uh, the Tristan Alvano kicked that big field goal, and then the uh, uh, slip my name, the wide receiver, Jalen Lloyd. There you go, Jalen Lloyd catching a big one. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good talent on there. Uh, the younger kids, but uh, go with Big Red. You mentioned winning ugly. Michigan State's losing ugly. Six straight. <laughs> Nebraska's three-point favorites on the road, so I'm going with the Huskers. I just think there's so much going on at Michigan State with, with the Mel Tucker drama, all that you know BS. So I'm going with the Huskers. I, I, Matt Rule's buying my buying me every every week. He knows he knows the right things to say. And Huskers, you know, as ugly as it is, I can't watch it. God, I can't watch it. It makes my eyes bleed. But I like to see the result and to see that they're winning. I've been drinking the roulade all year long. <laughs> I've been drinking the roulade all year. I'm on uh, the Huskers again uh, this week as well. Finally, Jimmy, we've got to LSU playing Alabama. Alabama. Well, what more can you say? Alabama, Nick Saban. Saban is 103-9 and in 17 years at Alabama. He is 196 and 28 all time being the coach of Alabama. Alabama, if I had the elephant head here, I'd put it on. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how you, you can go against a guy that has been so dominant. I know he coached at LSU years ago. Then he went uh, for a little while to the uh, fish, the dolphins in the NFL. That was awful. But then he came in and he uh, he got on the. Uh, oh, we got dolphin got, fans. Oh yeah, dolphin here. fans. But uh, yeah, Saban, how you just you can't go against the guy, and uh, I think they win. Uh, they win big against LSU and home. I know it pained Marcus to pick Alabama. He took them in this game, and I'm going to follow suit. It's rough. Uh, I don't like picking Alabama, but I'm going with them in this one. Roll Tide. Yeah, I think I'm on Alabama only because he used to coach the Dolphins. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm going to take him. <laughs> So, all right. So that's our uh, that's our uh, picks for uh, this week. I got a lot of uh, great information. I'll I'll submit those to you, Will, in a couple of days here. And uh, thanks for letting me in on uh, a few of your your selections here this week. Okay. Yeah. We'll just we'll see how we both do. And I, I kind of like this Monday thing. It might help me here. <laughs> I don't Monday, think Mondays with Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike. Mike. Drive the price up of this cheat sheet because these two that have not made their picks yet, they're going to be fighting for I it. I made my picks live. I, 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 I tell you what, on a brown transfer little notepad, I, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I when I got down to Saban, I did a lot of a lot of research. But uh, no, I appreciate the uh, the offer to be back here. Been I've attended uh, a few of these uh, here this year. It's a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun going along with the games. I'm giving you four days to figure out which way. The, the football field sets in Waverly. Ah, oh, I drive by when I'm on the interstate. I know it is I, unbelievable. You know that the you answer? Eat. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't remember. I, I know the answer. I think it sits in there. I think it sits in there north south, doesn't it? Oh, very good. Yeah, as I see it from the interstate, I think it sits in there yeah. north south. Yeah, kind of like Adam Central. It's like a northwest. Well, yeah, kind of. You'll forget deal. that by Friday night. So when they get ready to kick off, I'm going to go kicking what direction to what direction. Oh, you'll you'll be all over. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, looking forward to that game. But no, thanks for having me. And, uh, and uh, just been a fun ride with extreme sports. Uh, a lot of fun, fun things, and exciting things coming oh, on down the on down the road. Too many, too many things we don't even have time to talk about. We could just stay on for hours. We could, we could. All right, we'll see you Friday. All right, thanks, thanks, guys. thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, by the way, we are live tonight at the uh, Eagles Club in downtown Hastings, one o seven North uh, Denver, where every Monday night. Uh, for the next uh, foreseeable future, they're going to be playing a cornhole. We're throwing bags. We're throwing bags here every uh, Monday night. Again, the sign-ups between 6 and about to 6.50. We're going to get going here at about to 7 o'clock with bag throwing. Got about to 20, 25 people uh, on hand here. $5 per person for a bag. So come on out for that. Uh, tomorrow night they're going to have bingo here 
at the Eagles Club beginning at 7 o'clock. The grill will be on from 5.30 until 7. Texas Hold'em tomorrow night as well. Taco night. If you haven't uh, had the chance to uh, enjoy the tacos here on uh, Wednesday nights. They have these a uh, couple of times uh, throughout the month. Taco night is uh, this Wednesday from 5.30 until 7. Liver and onions, uh, Frank's special. That's uh, coming up on Thursday night and then uh, Friday night. Uh, you're going to get, uh, uh, once again, chicken fried steak, chicken fried steak dinner for you on uh, Friday night here at the Eagles Club in Hastings. So, Rolling on, you're listening to the Tribune Tailgate Talk Show. We're going to be talking some uh, volleyball action now. Uh, Will, I know you guys have been out and about. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of our local teams coming up short of the state tournament. One of the teams that had a, a great year this year was uh, the Adams Central uh, volleyball team. Yeah, we uh, we snuck three teams into the state tournament. We had uh, we had Minden, of course, who was kind of favored to, to get back there and, and finish highly. They finished third last season, so they... They got a, a nice first-round matchup with Grand Island Central Catholic, which will be no easy task. But uh, we got them in C1. Then we've got BDS, you know, seven straight years for the Eagles in, uh, in Class D1. And then uh, Shelton kind of rounds things out. So just three teams out there for us. But, um, yeah, Adam Central here was a, was a game shy. And uh, Libby Lohman's going to join us on the, on the podcast. Libby, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Kind of last minute to, to get you out here. No, but that's okay. I know you love to talk your volleyball. And I do. You love to listen. So I do. Um, so so that game Saturday, yep. Platteview, you know, tough opponent. They're, they're moving on to state. You guys are obviously uh, done for the season. But what were your takeaways from, from that match and, and how you were able to finish things out? Yeah, you know, you always um, – it, you always just think like one more, like what could you have done? But to get to that point in such a loaded C1 this year, it was something that um, looking back on, it's something for us to be proud of. On Saturday, it hurt quite a bit just because you have such a good um, group of kids and a group of seniors, and so you want it for them. And um, they wanted nothing more than to, you know, make it four straight years. But um, I told them they can be sad, but more than that, they need to be proud because they've done a lot of really, really good things. And just as a whole in their career, um, they accomplished a lot of things that uh, most people would love to. Five of your eight losses to state tournament teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we were kind of looking at that too, and we have two to GICC, Minden, um, Minden, Malcolm, and Carney Catholic. So uh, we always tell them, you, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And uh, came short on a couple of those games. A couple of them are just out of three, and they went three sets and were close. So you wonder what that could have been, should have been, you know, maybe three out of five. But I do think that the strength of our schedule did help us come, you know, conference making a run there, which was something we were super excited about. Um, and just the mentality going into postseason of um, knowing what we could face. And so I do I do appreciate getting to play all those teams. And um, it's fun to now, you know, now that we're not there, though, get to kind of see who might make that run just based off of just things we've already seen this season. You had a uh, group of girls uh, to come through the last couple of years that have really uh, kind of set the bar high for the, the Patriots here for the, the near future here. For sure. You know, um, we had five seniors this year, but they all took on different roles. Um, Hannah Gingenbaugh was the only one who played as a freshman, and she kind of had a, like, a role in the middle, but she went off in postseason play four years ago, and she's just kind of been that steady of, you know, she played middle, then we needed an outside last year, she stepped up. Megan Scott was a setter DS her, you know, growing up, and she was 5'3", and she, after her freshman year, came up and was like, Coach, I think I want to try hitting, and then she knocks out a 1,000 career kills. It was just, it's so cool to think about that. And then Ireland and Gracie, um, Ireland Samuelson and uh, Gracie Weichman, uh, three years ago as sophomores, uh, had limited roles. Ireland wasn't playing, and Gracie was a serving specialist. And um, three-fourths of the way through, our number one hitter, Jess Babcock, went down. And uh, we just reconfigured things, and they just stepped up and made a run late season. And were playing in a... Um, you know, a district final and state tournament, and they were barely suited up at the beginning of the year. So um, I love it because people say, like, the last couple of years, like, oh, you lost Caitlin Scott. Oh, you lost Jess Babcock. Oh, you lost Lauren Scott. You know, those are the big names that people have recognized these last couple of years. But we just keep having kids fill those roles, which has been super cool. And I feel like this year, more than ever, offensively, we just had a very balanced offense. And especially towards the end of the year, it was fun because I feel like we've been so comfortable with our outsides of trusting Megan Scott. And now it's like Hannah Fiala and Ava Katzberg on the right side, who was a freshman, um, you know, were playing very limited roles at the beginning. And 
came under the end of the season, they're our highest efficiency hitters and people like we needed to get the ball to. And those are kids who are coming back next year. So, you know, we're excited for that. And, you know, those seniors set a standard for our kids. But I know that the younger ones are super excited and already, you know, what can we do to get better for next year? Is it hard to get kids to buy into being the underdog, or is that an easy process? Because um, that's what you've been in those, yeah, those district finals yeah. the last four years, is you had to travel, you had to go to these places yep. and, and win on their home floor, like we talked about Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think it, you know, you can't create an excuse for it. And when you found some success a couple years in a row, it kind of became a challenge and something they embraced. Um, and, you know, my goal this year was to get a host because you, you can go knock off a couple, you know, but when you're trying to do it four years in a row, it's like, what do you need to do to put yourself in the best situation? Um, and it, it comes down to tense and, you know, it comes down to one loss in the season and you flip like a seven, eight, nine, ten seed. Um, but I think the mentality of wanting to go do that is something our kids have. And that's super cool. Cause like you said, they aren't scared to go play somewhere else. They're kind of like, we've went West, we've went North. You know, let's go east, see what they can do. And so it's it's fun. And um, going to Platteview is, you know, it was a hard game with the loss, but it was such a fun volleyball game. And um, you, you remember those big wins at Pierce and Sydney a couple years ago, but they're going to remember this one too because they all have – they're all special in their own way. Uh, I mean, to a couple of our teams uh, you guys saw, and one of those being Minden. Yeah. Uh, I mean, didn't lose a match until the final one, <laughs> uh, the – uh, sub-district final, that is. But, uh, I mean, just talk about what you kind of saw from them and, uh, I guess, what you can ex- what people can expect to see from them in the state tournament. Yeah. Um, we saw them early on, so I think they were kind of just figuring themselves out, too, a little bit. They had some kids fill in some major roles for them. Um, but we just say they're ballers. Like, they refuse to lose, and they just find ways. And um, Will always says, he goes, they're just creative. And it's it's so true, you know. They're um, they're making each other better. But I do feel, you know, we talk about their best players, but their role players know their role. And they do it really, really well. And so um, they're, they're good kids. They're well coached. And, um, you know, it would be fun to see them go make some noise down there too. Minden has got a, a tough match with yeah. the Grand Island Central Catholic. What a matchup, not only for uh, Central Nebraska, but for vo- uh, volleyball in Class C1. You have seen uh, both teams, Olivia. Uh, what do you think the matchup uh, on Wednesday? I, you know, we uh, we can't quit talking about volleyball. So we had an in-service today, and we were sitting there, all of us coaches, and we were looking at some of our put last couple games. And I looked at our GICC game, and we had 110 digs and like 62 kills in four sets, and we lost. And you're like, that's almost one of our school records of 62 kills, and it's only four sets, and you lose. You're like how do you lose that game? And you're like, GICC doesn't make errors. And I think that's been something like everyone talked about them losing Gaffon and losing Woods last year, and they were going to be down. And you talk about kids knowing their role. Like, they don't make errors, and they make you beat them. And that's kind of what they've, they made us do. They've made everyone else do that too. And so it's interesting because I think Minden's kind of that same way. And so it'll be inter- I just think it'll be such a good matchup. I think Minden has really good, um, really good outsides. But GICC's got the experience and they got the culture, and that's something when you get down there. So um, I think I think Minden gets them, but I think it could be a better game than people think. It's too bad it's in the first round because that very likely could be a state championship game any other year. Yeah, it? yeah, and I mean I think um, I think Carney Catholic. When you talk about, I think everybody down there is good. Um, I think we've talked about you know the top twelve to sixteen can beat anybody on a given day you saw Wahoo almost upset GICC and they almost didn't even get there on their wild card they were the fourth wild card to get a sub-state game and so um, I think Cardi Catholic has a little bit easier on the other side but when you talk Platteview, Minden, GICC and Gothenburg beating up on each other those first two rounds um, those are going to be some fun matchups on Wednesday. Yeah Minden and GICC is a rematch of last year's yep. semis and um, it was just too much Lucy in that game, Lucy yep. Giffon. Um, Been there. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, Minden uh, has, a, has a different route this year. They'll have to yep. get that in the first round. But GICC, to your point, um, they look a lot differently this year. Yeah. They have, they don't have your, you know, six-foot-three mm-hmm. hitter or any of that. I mean, they're just athletic. They move around. They play really good defense. And, uh, and Sharon Zavala is just doing yeah. Sharon Zavala things. Uh, yes. She got her 1177th victory on Saturday in that district final. So I don't know if anyone will ever touch that number. No, she was. Uh, are you planning on it? I don't know if I live that long. <laughs> yeah, she was coaching volleyball when I was starting out from the radio business. That's how long she's been there. She's she's done it for, what, four decades yeah, at least. So, so. And humble as they come. She's, great. she's a great person. Yep.
So well, you, you prepare a team for the uh, state tournament. You guys have been down there. Uh, how do you do that? You're a couple of days away from playing uh, your first game here. What do you tell a team that you're heading to the state tournament? Um, I think with the ones that are down there, they've already found so much success throughout the year. Um, if you're adding up a lot of those wins, they're not even e- equaling 10 altogether. And so I don't think you you don't change too much or you don't try and do too much. You stick to what you're good at. You do what you know. And um, at the end of the day, you, you just got to gotta compete. And I think that's the biggest thing is can't be scared of the stage because I think sometimes um, when you talk about who's been there, done that, um, those are big things. But They've, they've all kind of been there. So I think we could see some really good volleyball on Wednesday, which is fun because first round, lots of times people want to wait till Friday or Saturday. And I think C1, you're going to see that right away. Yeah, could you just maybe touch on that class as a whole real quickly? I mean, you saw Malcolm. They're obviously in it. Yep. Uh, Gothenburg, you know, last year's runner-up. So um, just quickly kind of, you know, uh, balance out the whole class for us. Yeah, C1. I mean, one, there's just so many teams. But two, um, the depth of it, you just – and then you talk about, like, how many are right, great in central Nebraska. Um, it's names. it's just crazy. And so the, there's just Scott, so much culture Morgan, there Skyward, when you talk about the Zoe, parochial schools Travis, of uh, Carney Catholic and Nate, GICC who are so Taylor, used to Bubba, um, Les, going at Taylor, it. Troy, and then uh, Jeb, Jacob, people who are kind of Shailen, making a name for themselves again, Aaron, Minden, Blake, and then Jeremy, Malcolm. Um, I don't know. It's Bowie, just interesting because Bailey, you can talk Brian, about the George. teams that have – who the best player or is it going to be the best like all around team and so um just the depth of what what what's there and the experience it's one of the classes that I feel you see a lot of those same names there year after year and you know you sprinkle in a couple others and I think they're excited to be there and happy to you know have an an up season but there's a lot of history in there this year especially and um, not just with each school but like the players that are on those teams too all right who's going to win c1 Put you on the spot. Who's going to win C1? You know, I... That might be the start of our <laughs> guest predictor here for years yeah, to come here. On yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, who do I want to win or who do I think is going to win? Because um, I'm, I'm a Minden fan. Um, I'm a Minden and Gothenburg fan, and I know they're going to see each other. Um, you know, they can't both make it there, but I think both of those programs, um, I think their coaches work hard, and I think they're, um, you know, they're in small towns where they're getting their kids out and they're getting their kids playing, and they're doing all the right things. So you you, you have to be a Minden or a Gothenburg fan in a situation like this. But um, I like, you know, Carney Catholic's got the seniors. So I don't know. And, it, you know, you saw that in the subs of going five. So I think it, it's hard to say, but I, I think I'm going to go with Minden. All right, here are the teams. I just think the way that Minden's trending, they're, they just haven't been playing their best volleyball. Travis. They're waiting to step up. Right. And I, I, think, I hope so. Yeah, and Shailene I think, Scott. I know they probably don't Tony think it, but I think Trent. maybe getting that um, getting that loss might have been okay. You know, get it right Morgan before postseason starts with Nate sub-state and, and state and get Trent that off your back of that perfect season Joy and now just go compete with the best of the best. Libby, you throw bags? I don't know. You don't throw bags? No. You're not a bag thriller? <laughs> not usually. <laughs> is there uh, any other class or are there any other games that maybe you have, have eyes on? Um, I'm a Clarkson Lee fan. Okay. Uh, we played them this summer. We've seen them a couple times, and I know I've used that term before. But, right, but one, uh, Morgan and Skyler uh, the, ball, the Ballers, they, uh, have they have some really good players, and, and I know Lincoln Lutheran's been the big talk in C2 just because they've went up to D1. Um, but um, they, they're going to be fun, and I think – I don't know if they're a sleeper. I don't know a lot of talk of C2, but I think they're going to have Lincoln Lutheran a run for their money. Yeah, Clarkson, Clarkson Lee, fellow Patriots. Yeah, I know. That's exactly got to cheer for the Patriots. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to ask you, you talked about kind of, you know, not being able to stop talking about volleyball. And, I mean, I, I think every year in Nebraska, it's a big thing, obviously, with the Huskers. But mm-hmm. this year, they kind of took center stage, you know, nationally uh, with the volleyball day and everything. Just kind of talk about what you're kind of seeing, you know, within the sport. I mean, do you kind of notice that uh, uptick and, uh, I mean, I guess the rise of it, so to speak? Yeah, I think it's just the emphasis on volleyball in Nebraska is crazy, and every kid wants that and just to get to go play in Lincoln because that's where the Huskers play. And you see, you know, we had that Husker camp out at Adams Central and we saw we had kids coming from McCook and like two hours away because, uh, you know, it was about halfway to Lincoln and they got to they gotta go see those Huskers. And I think it's just something so cool that we have right now that I don't know if we appreciate it enough that these kids have such – they have such great role models to look up to, and we get to see the best. Well, like you go to Lincoln, and you get to see like some of the best volleyball of a nat, like 
a worldwide sport around. And these, these girls that are playing here, they're going to go play for world championships. And that, that's just something that's so cool that's kind of in your backyard. And so I think that's something that kids growing up, whether they're, you know, in fifth grade or um, when they walked in our gym, I've I've never seen our high school girls, like, not know what to say. And it is, you know, they're to them they're celebrities, which is cool. How do you feel about how Nebraska fans, you know, um, reciprocate that love to, to those teams? Oh, for sure. Um, I think, like, them coming, you know, them playing at Indiana and probably getting home at 1 a.m. and turning around and driving to Hastings on a Sunday to put on a clinic for hundreds of little girls, like, they're not – they're not doing that for the money. They're doing it because they're trying to grow the sport, and they love Nebraska. And how how cool is that? You don't get that everywhere. And I think John Cook's really instilled that, and it's just kind of been like the Husker way of um, you know volleyball. For they said volleyball state, and so um, yeah, I just think that it's just made even that state volleyball tournament, which is so fun. You can go watch two games at the same time. You can go sit there at nine o'clock and stay till nine p.m. and just watch good volleyball and. Um, I know that's just something growing up that I loved, and you know, as a coach, it's something that you want you want kids to experience because they don't know what they don't know what they're missing out on until they do it. And we kept telling our girls like, it's cool, you know, and until you until you do it, you don't know what you're missing out on. All right, awesome. Libby, thanks for stopping by uh, with Appreciate us. It. It's always a are you doing basketball this year? <laughs> um, not this year, but uh, I, I've done it a couple years ago, and I'm, I'm going to miss it. And I made a joke with Evan Smith on Saturday that I was like, I'll volunteer this year. I'm going to miss this group too much. I <laughs> <laughs> will right, we'll, we'll see you around the hardwood then. Yes, yes. Thank right, you, guys. Again, thanks for stopping by. Libby Woolman, again, she's the uh, uh, head volleyball coach for the uh, Patriots. Again, Adam Central finishes with a 22-8 and eight record this year. They lose to uh, Platteview the other day in the uh, the district championship ball game. So they'll be on the outside looking in. But uh, some great teams, some great teams in Class C1. Really looking forward to the state tournament field here this week, including that big matchup between Minden and Grand Island Central Catholic in the opening round. Yep, I'll, uh, I'll be there for that one. And uh, I, I'm expecting a dogfight. I mean, uh, another five-setter probably between those two is, is what's in store. And like I said, GICC I think is just a grinder. And, and they're obviously traditional program and insurance of all does things the right way and she always has her team prepared and and julie Racka down there in minden um, she's got two superstars and a, and a team around them that, that they're not just you know uh, one-dimensional so looking forward to uh, to that match on wednesday i think 1 p.m at at pinnacle bank arena and um, so a b and c one will be on on wednesday their first round games and then uh, the c c2 d1 and d2 are on thursday for first round games all the semifinals will be on Friday with the uh, the championships and, and third place in those lower classes uh, on Saturday. It's going to be a busy week with volleyball going on. The St. High School football playoffs uh, resuming on uh, Friday night. Again, we got uh, some uh, local teams in, some area teams still alive for uh, this weekend. So it's going to be a busy week for all of us. For sure, yeah, and uh, just kind of looking, sticking with volleyball for a second, BDS uh, making its seventh straight appearance uh, at the state tournament. And, I mean, they're, they're just a, a perennial power. It seems like they won titles in 18 and 19. Uh, they get Amherst in the first round. And so uh, we'll, we'll kind of keep tabs. Obviously, Will's going to be down there, and so he's keeping track of the Eagles. And then uh, we have Shelton in Class D2 taking on Humboldt, Table Rock, Steiner. And, uh, sorry, that's who they beat in the district final to in four sets. Uh, but uh, let's see, they're the eighth seed this year. And Jalen Branson, she was one of our kill leaders, right? Uh, and they have Cambridge in the first round. Yeah, third straight uh, tourney for for uh, Cambridge. They've got two first round exits the last two years, but Shelton is is back there uh, trying to follow up a third place finish from a year ago. So. Um, We'll, we'll be cheering for the Bulldogs, cheering for the Eagles and, and Whippets, and we'll see how things play out this week. Again, uh, volleyball gets underway Wednesday in Lincoln. The next round of the, the state playoffs uh, going to be held on Friday uh, across the state. Again, Adams Central playing at Ashland Greenwood, and uh, Hastings High playing at uh, Waverly on uh, Friday night. So Hastings College on uh, Saturday. Already talked about that with the Midland. So going to be a, an interesting week. Next week we'll be back on uh, Wednesday night if all goes well. So uh, we'll be recapping uh, state volleyball, recapping uh, state playoff of football action, get you sent for the next round of the state playoffs. So next Wednesday uh, we'll, we'll do this again. The Tribune uh, Tailgate Talk Show. We'll let you know the location as soon as we put things together here this week. But again, thanks to the Eagles Club for having us out here tonight 
again, every Monday night throughout uh, the, the cold months that we've got to looming here uh, just ahead. They're going to be playing a cornhole each and every Monday here at the Eagles Club. Again, uh, you can sign up uh, anytime between 6 and 6.50. You don't have to be a, a member of the Eagles Club to play. Bags uh, start flying at 7. They're playing uh, right now, matter of fact, uh, four different games are going on, $5 per person. So you can play uh, cornhole each and every Monday here at Eagles, and of course, uh, they've got all kinds of other activities just about every single night. Like tomorrow night, they got bingo starting at seven. They're going to be playing Texas Hold'em Hill uh, as well uh, here, beginning at uh, seven thirty tomorrow night. The grill is going to be open beginning at five thirty. They've got uh, food just about every night. They're going to have a Frank special hot beef sandwiches coming up on Thursday. They got uh, chicken fried steak. Coming up on uh, Friday, they're going to be playing a four-point pitch as well. They've got the big screens TV, uh, big screen TVs here. So come on out and watch a volleyball. Come on out and watch a football. And, of course, a Kino now available here at the Eagles. You can uh, sip on your favorite beverage, play some Kino, enjoy the uh, sports activity, and uh, hang out with your friends, including a Miami Dolphins fan <laughs> down here. We got the, the Dolphins and, and the Chiefs. They're, they're hashing over the, the ball game, which, by the way, gets underway early this week. If you're a Chiefs fan or a Dolphins fan, it's a game in Germany, so it, it kicks off early. Wanted to bring up, uh, I just got note today that the Nebraska-Maryland football game uh, coming up a week from Saturday is going to be on the Peacock. going to be on the Peacock network. Uh, that's a network that a lot of people don't have. And it's going to be an 11 o'clock starting time. So if you want to watch Nebraska and Maryland a week from Saturday, you've got to subscribe to the Peacock Network. It's going to cost you $5.99 a month, or you can get it for $9.99 if you don't want commercials. So that's a... I think I'll be missing that one. That's that's going to be something new for everybody. You're going to have to subscribe to the Peacock Network. You got that, Marcus? You got the Peacock Network over your place? No. Do you have cable TV at your place? I do, but I'm, I'm not watching on Peacock, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I don't have a peak. I don't even know how to get the well, Peacock. Well, what kind of fan are you? I'll listen to the friendly confines of Greg Sharp and Dave. There we go. There we go. It was visualized. You'll just have have it in your head. Oh, yeah. I Eyes closed. Easily. I like your... my sleep. I like your... The smooth voice of Greg Sharp and Damon Bennett. All right. All right. Anything else we need to touch on before we get out here, guys? Everybody's saying no. Another, no. another good night. Another good yeah, show. We, that was a good one. We thank Jimmy Purcell, of course, and uh, Mike. You'll be stealing his picks. We thank <laughs> Libby Lohman, obviously, for the thirty-minute chat we just had. She's great. I will say this week, I am not so confident in my picks. I'm not going to say I'm going to go thirteen and zero this week. I'll be lucky if I go five and five. Oh, at least say that. There we go. I'm lucky. I'll take nine and or eight and two or seven and three. But I'm not sure because I took a couple upsets in there. So well, I guess we'll see when it comes Friday. All right, so again, uh, we'll be back again uh, next Wednesday uh, for our Tribune uh, Tailgate Talk Show. We'll let you know where we're going to be next week. Again, thanks to the Eagles Club for having us out. Thanks for Jimmy for his uh, guest picks here tonight. Libby Loman, the uh, volleyball coach for Adams Central. For Will Reynolds, for Nick Blasnick, for Marcus Metcalf, I'm Mike Will wishing you a very pleasant good evening from Houston.